Slice Audio. Citizens Arrest! Oh, that, that was, was money. Just stunning. Oh, liner. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm keeping that one. Yeah. How are you guys this morning? Oh, we're good. How are good, you? Good. good. Good morning. We got Kelvin Mosier. I'm we got here. Brendan Medina. We even have Brandon Jones in our presence. That's right. And I myself, am, Amy Rose. I am. I don't feel comfortable graduating from Citizens Police Academy. I've been to two classes, <laughs> and I only went to the car thing because the obvious. And no, I didn't. I you went, went to the dog day too. Uh, yep, the that was days. one of the classes I went to because there was dogs there. I don't skip on purpose. His, right? uh, his current GPA is uh, well. We won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's he was like this in real school too, like yeah. growing up. Oh no, I showed up every day in school. I just didn't do anything. You were there, but you I weren't was there. there. But I was not there. You need to. Yeah. You need to apply yourself more. I do need to apply myself more <laughs> to this. Yes. So last week we got to talk about gangs. Gangs. Yes, we have a few of those in Rapid City. I'm in mm-hmm. a gang. What? I would. Yeah, probably so. I'm from Arizona, so I was like, you know, there's drive-bys and stuff all the time. So I, I think Rapid City's like super safe compared to where I come from. It. It, it I, is. Yeah. I can't believe there's gangs here. Yeah. You know, Rapid City, it's Shocking. safe. I mean, overall, it's safe. But unfortunately, yeah, just like any other community, we do have problems with gangs. And we do have an occasional uh, violent incident, which we try to, of course, steer away from. But, yeah, we have gangs. It's, it is, <laughs> well, it, I used it, to have to look under my car at the mall <laughs> to make sure there was nobody hiding under there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Well, thank goodness we don't have that here in I Rapid know. City. I'm not but, sure if I would. I'd just be like, well, you uh, picked the wrong car. <laughs> let, let me tell you this. Like, you know, to for for somebody just listening who might be listening to this for the first time, to hear that there's gangs in Rapid City, I mean, it is a little alarming, right? But yeah. we all need to remember that, uh, you know, our own personal safety is based on the choices that we make and the people that we hang out with. And so if you're not engaging in uh, gang-like behavior, if uh, you're not uh, engaging in drugs or other illegal activity, you're gonna be your chances of being victimized are significantly reduced. Yeah, that's good. So it's more of a gangs interacting with gangs, not so much going out and trying to like uh, mess with the public or, yep. or necessarily. Very like rarely no. do we have uh, situations that uh, involve, I guess, what you would call the innocent bystander. Yeah, you know, you you might see uh, gang involvement in regards to, like, maybe a vehicle burglary or something like that. But as far as, like, a random assault at someone at a local business or that's, you know, out of the 20 years that I've been here with the police department, I can't think of one, to be honest with you. Hmm. That's good. That is good. That's good. Well, and, and thank you to the gangs. You know, yeah. if you're listening, <laughs> if you're a gang member and you're listening, thank you. You know, keep, keep up the good work, gangs. You know. yeah. yeah, we yeah. like just you, you do keep you. it the way it is. Yeah, generally, <laughs> it's uh, with that sort of stuff. Like, you know, our, our violent crimes, our shootings and our stabbings, and if it, there's gang involvement, uh, generally there is. Uh, normally, it's involving another gang member. So Yeah. yeah. Rival, rival gang activity. Which, you know, I guess, to each their own. You know, I mean, some people find that. I can remember growing up here, and I knew there was gangs because I had friends that were in the gangs. And, and it's like, you know, they find that comfort in the gang. They, mm-hmm. they find their family. They find their best friends. They, that they know they have people that have their back. And so and, and not, it's not always for the bad. You know what I mean? I, it, just because they're in a gang, they find something good, and they're not out in the community doing good. They're not, you know, necessarily. But... 
they're together, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, we all, we've all seen Fargo. So w- when's the mafia class? <coughs> oh, yeah, mafias. <laughs> Do we have mafia yeah. here too? We don't really have a whole lot of organized crime. You know, we have had some in regards to, like, sex trafficking and things like that That mm. uh, the, that's a little larger than just your average prostitution case or whatnot. But if you're talking, like, mafia gang members and I... I again out of the twenty years that I've been here, uh, there's nothing, nothing, nothing comes to mind. Hey, we give them the concrete shoes and throw them in Pactola. Hey, don't you know? Get out of the way. Give them the give them the granite boot. You know. Give me your tater tot casserole. Uh, do we need to open up an investigation here? Yeah, I think so. I mean, well, and, and you know, I, I, I this came out publicly, but you know, we we just had a murder trial in Rapid City. Uh, for a homicide that happened on the reservation, and uh, there was a there, there was a fairly large car- cartel uh, involvement in that, and so um, thankfully we don't see a lot of that in Rapid City either, but yeah. it's out there. Yeah, it's it's a reality. It's just part of of just you know living. Uh, and fortunately, probably being in the Midwest, in the middle, that people are crossing from from bigger areas. This might be a it is a hub. It you is. know, it's a hub of some kind, mm-hmm. and so yeah, you know. Plus, with the marketing, or I mean, with the with the housing market, <laughs> hey, they got to live too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're all moving in here. They're like, hey, it's getting a little crowded out in Cali. Let's go to the Black Hills. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Beverly Hills, Black Hills. It's all the same. Let's go. <laughs> they walk up and down Main Street, collect their rent. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Give me your money. It, it sounds like we might be able to use you as a confidential informant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm probably not. They don't want to tell me secrets. I'm probably. I'll do it. I'll do it. We also talked about quality of life. Yeah, quality of life unit. It's kind of, I would say, somewhat new to Rapids. I mean, it's been around for a few years, but I guess I still consider it kind of new. But it's a group of guys here with our police department that go out and try to help our less fortunate and try to help them uh, get, basically get themselves on the right path when they're battling some substance abuse issues. So, uh, yeah, great for those guys. And they're actually making quite an impact here in Rapid City. Yeah, and they put those numbers up on the screen. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. the people that they help every day. There's so many. Yeah, for, for those who aren't familiar with it, I, I think one of the best ways to describe it is uh, boots-on-the-ground street outreach. Uh, non-uniformed police officers mm-hmm. uh, that can go out and n- who work with these uh, houseless, vulnerable individuals on a daily basis and on a first-name basis really understand, you know, some of the things that they're going through in their life, uh, whether it be the, the type of, you know, addiction cycles that they're in or mental health issues or just housing issues and say, where can I step in and intervene and try to break these cycles that are happening? And it is uh, done through a lot of, it's not a, you know, we're going to do this one thing one day and turn somebody's life around. It's constant, you know, follow up and casework really. And, and trying to figure out, you know, all these different like missing gaps in somebody's lifestyle that if we can fill those, we can get here. If we can fill this next one, we can get here. All with the goal of getting them off the street into a sustainable, safe lifestyle mm-hmm. where they can, they can start, you know, improving their quality of life. There's yeah, so much cool. help out there in Rapid City. Mm-hmm. 
like the Hope Center. We got the um, Habitat for Humanity. There's the um, Fork Grill Cafe. Yeah. There's people handing out food. Yeah, you've got the Care Campus. You've got yeah, One the Heart. Care Campus. One Heart has uh, filled in a very important uh, rung on that ladder, and that is basically transitional housing. Uh, the idea that uh, you know somebody who is going from no home or house at all to trying to figure out what it takes to get to that point where they can uh, rent an apartment and sustainably live in that apartment. There is a gap there for somebody who's never gotten to that point in their life. And so that's where a place like One Heart can come in and really give people the, the life skills to, to cross that gap in their life and, and you know, at least have the, the housing part of that be sustainable in their life. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we talked a little bit about people going out and, and handing out food. And, and he says that he doesn't agree with people doing that because it enables them. It doesn't really give them a chance to fight, you know, to, you know, recover, I mm-hmm. guess. You know, the bigger issue, too, what I would say is along the lines of is the handout money. And yeah. unfortunately, uh, the person who's handing out that money to one of our homeless is actually maybe believing they're doing a great thing by helping this person go get a, a bite to eat somewhere. But unfortunately, th- oftentimes, uh, those funds are being used for, again, to support, support their alcohol issue that they're currently facing. Mm-hmm. There's donation boxes available f- for the public if they want to help with our homeless population needs. And those funds are used specifically for things like, you know, clothing and food. And it goes to those organizations that will help with that rather than taking the chance that this person is going to put forth those funds to something that's just basically going to hurt them rather than help them achieve Mm -hmm. their goal. And I think one of the biggest disconnects in, you know, we, we constantly see this in Rapid City is, you know, the debate over the homeless issue. Right. How do we how do we best help? How do we best address the issue? And one of the one of the biggest disconnects that, that that people have is they they tend to imagine themselves in that situation as themselves, right? So if you or me or Brandon or Kelvin were in that situation on the street begging for money, we would be doing everything that we could to work ourselves out of that situation, yes. correct? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so what what they the 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 piece that they're missing is that you know these individuals are not working to get themselves out of that situation are not doing everything that they can because there are uh countless uh organizations here in Rapid City that I mean we got to face it we live for a very caring community there are a lot of resources out there That's to get true. somebody back on their feet and break the cycles of homelessness. It just takes that little bit of, uh, um, you know, work from the other side to do that. And most people who, you know, have a say in, in the, the debate for the, the uh, homeless situation would do that, would work to get out of that situation. Um, but we do have what we, what we refer to as the willing homeless, the ones that, uh, are out there and are happy living in that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so giving somebody, you know, a $10 bill or a $20 bill in that, in, in that situation 
is really not helping them because they are trapped in, you know, a very unsafe cycle of a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and most often uh, substance abuse is a key component of that. Um, there's actually, you know, a way that you can, uh, you know, from, from our perspective in law enforcement, we see that $20 uh, turning into, you know, $1,000 or more of taxpayer expense mm-hmm. uh, because somebody uh, decides to go and buy a bottle of liquor with that and then become intoxicated. And there's, you know, a whole bunch of forking paths that come off of that. They can either, uh, you know, become so intoxicated that they cannot care for themselves and so somebody else has to step up and find a place to to put a roof over their head or get resources to them uh or they can go out and uh in their intoxication victimize somebody else and create hospital bills for somebody else that aren't going to get paid and so that have to be written off or uh transport that are going to have to be written off at taxpayer expense and so really you think you're you're helping somebody with that monetary donation, but really it's it's not only uh, lending itself to their unsafe behavior and, you know, the chance that they might vic- be victimized or victimize somebody else, uh, but it's also costing the taxpayers money too. Yeah. My son and I have put together sack lunches before and, and just drove around and, and passed them out to people. That's helping the poor is just part of who I am. Mm-hmm. What is the best way to help out? I think I, I think that's a better alternative than than giving straight cash. That uh, is giving food, enabling them too, though. Um, you know, there's that's the the one thing that I like. I said we live in a very caring, compassionate community. Mm-hmm. We our citizens don't want to see people struggle in that situation, and I think giving somebody you know a sack lunch is is okay. okay. Uh, you know, you might give the argument that it's enabling them, yeah. but at least it's not enabling, you know, something more dangerous, which is their substance abuse issue. Right. So oh, yeah. a while back we did in my band, we used to do this, uh, spread the warmth. We would do like a coat drive or winter clothing drive. And, and then we would make a big soup feed at all my friends and guys in the band, everybody would get together, and make a bunch of soup. And we'd go out by where Prairie market used to mm-hmm. be and, uh, set up shop and, and we'd essentially empty out our entire gig trailer, and we would hang clothes up in it. Mm-hmm. And we had shelves in there and everything for winter clothes. And they'd be able to walk in and out the trailer, pick out coats for them, their kids, their family, whatever. Um, and, and we kind of got away from doing it for a lot of little reasons. One, we started running out of time. Mm-hmm. It takes a couple of weeks to put that together. Well, mm-hmm. to even put it together, it takes months to kind of get the gather everything together. But then the other little reasons are what we found were where people were actually taking the coats. They were taking multiple coats, which is fine. I, I'm not there to judge. I don't, I don't really care. Uh, but then they would go pawn them for cash or they would go, you know what I mean? And, and so that's the effects that you're having. What you are hoping is a positive effect is actually making a negative effect. What mm-hmm. what what kind of did it for me was what happened was is somebody took a couple of really nice coats that were donated and pawned them for I don't know how much, and then walked over to the liquor store, bought liquor, and also stole liquor, mm-hmm. and then there was cops, and then, then, then he threw a big fit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So there, right. there, there was, and it was like, wow, that's our fault. Well, you tried. <laughs> well, and, 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 and nobody can say that your heart wasn't in the no. right place. Absolutely. But, and, and, but, you know, uh, 
there was another, you know, there was another group that we encountered that, you know, their heart was generally, uh, genuinely in the right place. They wanted to, you know, once again look out for the the warmth of our homeless population. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they wanted to donate sleeping bags, uh, and you know, while on the surface that seems like a really caring, compassionate thing to do. You know, if you if you take that a little bit further, it's actually enabling people to to get a, a false sense of security and their ability to sleep outside during mm. this really cold weather. Mm-hmm. So the last thing we want is for somebody to you know get a hold of a sleeping bag and then say, hey, this is going to protect me from the cold when it's really not. Uh, and you know, they get so intoxicated that they can't you know care for themselves. They curl up in the sleeping bag and then ultimately aren't able to make it through the night. So those are the things that that we have to look out for in law enforcement and sometimes we see the the negative effects of too and so you know sometimes we have to be a little bit brutally honest in the way that we talk about the homeless situation and it is a very tough conversation to have and it's it's tough for some people to hear but you know that's why you know we're always an open book when it comes to you know what what our officers are seeing and what we see on the the public safety side of the the homeless situation here in Rapid City. Yeah, and on the on the flip side of that coat drive too is I had multiple people. We did it for three or four years in a row. Multiple people that came up to me and said, "Hey, you know, two years ago I was in a really rough spot. I got coats from you, work clothes, Carhartts. I was able to to work better at my job, and now mm-hmm. I have an apartment over here, and I'm just here dropping off some coats." Yes, and it was like, ha. Oh, Yes, you know what I mean. That, so that, you did make an impact. That little impact you yeah. made on some people, but um, I also remember and and detox or the facility has changed ten times since I've worked there. But I can remember back when I did work there on cold, cold nights, like last night with wind chills and so chilly. Um, with, even without bed space, we would allow people to come in mm-hmm. and be there. Mm-hmm. And, and even if they weren't sleeping, maybe they would sit in the day room. They could relax. And it was warm. You know what I mean? It, they didn't have to be intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, the mission was full. The other facilities were all full, you know, of, of beds. And so it was like, well, you can't just be out walking the streets, you know, mm-hmm. because they're either going to, A, find a way to drink, cause trouble to go to jail, do something. It's their, it's their survival skill. So it's like, just come in here and relax for the night. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we'll figure out tomorrow. Yeah. Well, and, and that's a, another thing that we really try to articulate is, you know, Rapid City is no stranger to cold, dangerous weather. And it does affect our homeless population. Uh, for the most part, they know the resources and they know, you know, when it's time to come inside or what options that they have to get indoors. But if there's ever anybody on the community that sees somebody who appears to be struggling or that could maybe just use a, a you know a welfare check, call us. Call us at our non-emergency line, and that's uh, 605-394-4131. We can get an officer out there to check on them. Uh, we don't mind doing that because we would rather, you know, go check on somebody than have to, you know, go through the always unfortunate circumstance and tragic circumstance of having to, uh, find somebody that has succumbed to the weather. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we have sort of taken on this role of the 24 seven, you know, caretakers of our vulnerable population. And we'll continue to do that and, uh, until, you know, somebody else wants to 
uh, step up and, and help us with that. And, you know, we're making progress on what we're calling a co-responder model. Well, that's good to hear. So the idea that, uh, you know, when you call dispatch, when you call 911 or the non-emergency line, uh, you're either going to get a police officer, an EMT, paramedic, or a firefighter to come help with that issue. Well, there are so many things that get called into dispatch that don't necessarily need one of those things. It might be somebody who's just uh, dealing with a substance abuse issue or somebody who just needs to get a ride to detox. So why do you have to have, you know, somebody who could be spending their time, you know, dealing with much more, uh, you know, things aligned with their training, mm-hmm. um, we can we can bring in professionals and subject yeah. matter experts to go actually have a bigger impact with that particular issue. That's cool. So we're kind of in a pilot program with that. We're hoping to, to see that grow over the next few months. Uh, but stay tuned and we'll uh, we'll keep you posted. Yes. Please do. Mm-hmm. Please That's awesome. Do. So, any cool stories over the last few weeks? Any? You know, I've been out of town this last week. I don't get anything really cool. High speed so. pursuits? No. Not even when you when you were out of town. Were you like hunting? Were you on vacation? No. Uh, we went down to Sioux Falls for actually a conference where we learned a handful of different things. But yeah, we got back right before the holiday and uh, looking to get back to work this morning and catch up. Uh, how mm-hmm. long does it take? A cop to get to Sioux Falls on I ninety. <laughs> oh, geez, what is it? If you're doing seventy five mile an hour, probably around. Oh, <laughs> come on! You gotta, you guys. If you're in a five and a half hours, if you're in a half car, you gotta be able to do like a hundo. At least I can drive a hundred across the in, the state. So you gotta be able to. No, we gotta make sure we get there safe. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I do too. You know, I almost died coming back from Sioux Falls. Oh no. The the weather was fine, absolutely fine. And then, it and then I guess there was some snow that was blowing onto the, the the highway, and so I was driving down the road. I was going like, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm gonna lie here. I was going, <laughs> I was yeah. going 75, <laughs> and there was just a drift of snow all of a sudden in the middle of the road, and so my car goes sliding sideways yeah. next to a semi, yeah, just out of nowhere, just a bank of snow in the middle of the road it was terrifying that's called fun that's no, called i-90 not. yeah buddy you never know what you're going to get around the next thank bend, goodness for you know? traction control <laughs> back on well, i am glad that you are okay yeah it was scary it's awesome yeah, oh uh let's see i'm trying to think of like some of the craziest things that i've seen in my time with the the police department were you working that day we had the the basically like citywide crime scene yeah. Mm, I don't think so, no. Uh, wow, you that, missed that one. Huh? Yeah, that was the That's one a good where... good day to have off. <laughs> you know, a, a guy caused a disturbance and then robbed another guy of his truck, take, took the stolen truck. I remember yes. this. And then ended up, you know, driving yeah. across the golf course. You remember that? I remember <laughs> that, and I was not here that day. Uh, <gasps> so mm-hmm. when are we ever going to be on, like, Cops? You don't like the show. We have we, been. We, we, we have, have been before. Have been. Yeah, they came out yeah. during You missed the, the day we talked about that. Yeah. Oh. They they came out during uh, one of the Sturgis rallies. What oh. like fifteen years ago or oh, something? Oh, probably fifteen like, to twenty. If really? Not. Yeah, it's been because a, it's I can remember cops being here one time when my band was brand new. We were playing a street block party in Sturgis, and cops the show showed up. Yep. And then and then I don't know if it was staged or what, 
but they showed up and they were filming us and then they like kind of left and then all of a sudden they came back and they pulled a guy over and they got in this scuffle and cuffed and stuffed him and took him away and i'm like <laughs> was that fake or was that real did they film the band <laughs> and the whole situation there was like a car show going on it was the fulton street bash it was a good time and they filmed us and then a little bit later, they pulled someone over in like scu- a little scuffle mm-hmm. and then cuffed them. I'm like, man, was this fake or was this real? <laughs> well, and, and we constantly get uh, requests from places like Live PD mm. uh, yeah. to, to come out. I love that out. show. Um, and, you know, we'd be all for it because we want to show people what we do. But, you know, it's it's all fun to watch until, you know, it's, it's your uh, – it, it's – police officers coming to to help you with your situation yeah uh and so we have to we have to make sure that we uh respect victims privacy and and all that and it's hard to do that in a live situation you guys already have so much to think about at once already Mm -hmm. just with the camera crew falling around you know yeah well and those shows are cool and and i agree with you it would be cool to see how you guys work how how that side of it works but unfortunately sometimes it's more pointed towards somebody's bad day mm-hmm. some you know that that's the reality tv the reason people watch it is they want to see some dude in a wife beater out there chewing out his wife well and, and we we want know. we want people to still feel comfortable calling the cops and so if they know that you know they're gonna call the cops and we're gonna come with uh, the camera crew they yeah. might uh, yeah. think twice about it or you know even even in the day-to-day stuff that we do if, if we if they call the cops and we come and help them with their situation and then all of a sudden they pick up the Rapid City Journal the next day and see, you know, all these details about their yeah. intimate situation. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Yeah, Even our cool. body cameras, believe it or not, cause some of our victims some concerns as oh, far yeah, as sharing sure. what they truly want to share with our body cameras right. being right there. Yep. I yeah. agree. There is that, that privacy and safety line of when that camera was in the truck that I used to drive and it was facing me and facing out towards the road. It was like, all right, well how much are you going to watch? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got to pee in this jug. Quit looking. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you, need to, you need to manage your bathroom breaks a little <laughs> well, bit better. Look, time is money when you're trucking. You Other know? than that, what do we got? We got graduation here coming up this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Brandon Jones uh, coming to play a little guitar for the crew. Oh, yeah. yeah. We do. <laughs> is that happening next yes, Thursday? Yes, it is. Is yeah. that you going know? It's yeah. coming Thursday, yeah. So we'll be I looking for... Some pyrotechnics, maybe. Oh, at least. Some, we some, need to write a song real quick. I'm gonna come. What I'm gonna really do for my final act? Are the canines gonna be there? I'm gonna roll out a big bag of like some stuff. Well, then you might <laughs> not be there. No, no. Just, I, I don't even know where to find that stuff. But, but yeah, <laughs> we're gonna wrap things up on Thursday. I think we got about uh, 15 or 16 people that are gonna graduate from the program this year. So that's pretty darn cool. Does Brandon graduate? Um, I don't think he well, his GPA is. <laughs> kind of low I so i don't know we'll, we'll have I'm to first to admit gonna, i don't think i should graduate there's a lot of extra credit in place for him to have to <laughs> achieve before that day and i don't know if he can do that but we'll see things not <laughs> talked about on this is brandon medina met me in the alley and ripped my sticker my little badge sticker we got when we were driving cop cars ripped it off and said you sir do not deserve this badge <laughs> I, I i'm still You've yet to turn in your gun. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you may Wait, or we, may not get that. Did, did we give him a gun? I don't remember. Uh, no, not this go around because he specifically was signed up for the class. It's like the wooden one. That you, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we hit people with. We gave you a whistle. Yeah, a whistle. So, so that way if you run into problems. Six you can, Ryan! 
fast. <laughs> you can blow the whistle and, and, and somebody will come help you. <laughs> That's all I need. And then next year around July, we'll start advertising for spots again in the program. So if anyone out there is interested, make sure you stay tuned. Uh, particularly the Rapid City Facebook page is a good source to keep mm-hmm. your yeah. eyes tuned into as far as when we're going to start advertising for that. But mm-hmm. if you see it out there and you want to participate, get those applications in quick because we actually got to shut that off relatively sooner than later yeah, really, after it, we post it. Can I do it again? No. <laughs> 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 okay then. Since we've kind of done it, and I've only showed up to some, can I show up for the shooting and the driving again? No, that's all. I'll get. No, oh, well, you I didn't even up. have to think about it. You can show up for the the other ones that you missed. Oh yeah, I probably should. <laughs> Maybe if I do this two or three times, I'll be able to hit all of it. <laughs> Better late than never, right? Yeah, yeah. I finally graduated. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if, if you guys are up for it, you know, we'd love to keep coming in Yes, and you know, if there's a specific topic that you guys want to talk about, we can, we can talk. I mean, that's the whole thing. We're an open book and we, we want to share what we do with the community and help sort of increase that understanding. I think there's a lot of misunderstandings about law enforcement and that's where sometimes we get this disconnect that, that we see play out in other areas of the country. But uh, really, we want to we want to a be a part of the community. Uh, we want to go to serve the community. But we also want the community to understand why we're doing what we're doing too. Right. Yep. So if you're listening and you have a question for them, maybe send us a question. Yeah, send us questions. Uh, we're we're we love questions. The you know the. Uh, more detailed, the better, too. Mm-hmm. You can text those questions to 605-348-3939. Yeah, we can send them off. Cool. We sure can. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And we love you guys. We love you. I we love, love you, you guys, too. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> we can go through life knowing that Mosier loves us. I can die happy now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Citizens Arrest is hosted by Amy Rose, Brandon Jones, Brendan Medina, and Lieutenant Mosier. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment. Affirmative.